Welcome to Born to Watch, where three old mates, an ex-video shop owner, an industry insider, and a black belt in 80s kung fu movies, put their mastery to the test on movies that change the world. Hey there, fellow watchers. I'm Whitey, and this is another episode of Born to Watch, and an episode where we break new ground. Tonight we move out of our comfort zone and head into the romantic comedy genre. He thought she was just a pretty woman. Nothing more, nothing less. He was wrong. The 1990 smash hit Pretty Woman is our movie this week. Now let's meet the team. G-Man, sitting opposite me. How are you, mate? Good evening, Whitey. Good evening, Morgs. Happy to be back in the studio again. It's uh, looking to do a rom-com, something different. So this is, uh, this is really good for us. Well, episode, really stretching our wings. We are. We're, we're spreading the wings. And episode 37, it's taken 37 episodes. I'm not calling Love Actually a rom-com. Because in that, in that in episode, we decided it wasn't a rom-com. It's just That's a Christmas right. movie. So, That's right. Anyway. Uh, yep. d- no, looking forward to this. It's going to be great. Uh, yeah. It should be fun. Looking forward to it. Gal giving the appalled head like he's not really into it. <laughs> Anyway, here we go. Let's fake it for 90 minutes. Dan, up there on the land with his banana hat. How are you going? Can we do the rank bank now? <laughs> no, we won't do the rank bank now. We'll do that at the end. Let's just get it over and done with. But no, big week on the land. Uh, heaps of kangas. I've got about 50 kangas on the land today, just cutting sick. But uh, kids back at school today. I don't know about your kids, but my kids back to school today. So it was very quiet around the land. I, I, I'll probably get called on for a daily nooner. I reckon uh, for the next week. So, <laughs> make the most um, of that. Yeah. So, you know, I'd prefer a hamburger, but well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do what you can. Should we not call you between twelve o'clock and twelve o three? Yeah, yeah. Just uh, if I don't pick up the phone, you know what I'm up to. Okay. Cool. Excellent. Right. <laughs> All right, well, guys, if you want to support the podcast and help the show grow, make sure you subscribe to us on all the podcast platforms, or your one of choice, and share to all your friends. You can also find us on every one of the social platforms, which Gal loves just scrolling through and looking at our stuff. Facebook, Insta, TikTok, YouTube, MySpace, Yahoo Messenger. Feel free to reach out and join the community. Okay, now that that is out of the way, this has been some time coming. We've had many, many requests for this movie, or one like it or probably more one that doesn't involve copious amounts of violence, huge muscles, nudity, and swearing. We finally caved and Pretty Woman was the obvious choice, a breakout role for Julia Roberts, who will go on to rule Hollywood for the next 20 years. It also ushered in the decade of the gear. From a career that promised so much early on, he sort of floundered a bit in the mid to late 80s, but 1990 was a breakout year for him as well, with two massive hits with Pretty Woman, and internal affairs. Gents, this will be a good question. I know what Gao's going to answer it with. When did we first see Pretty Woman? Gao, go. I don't know. <laughs> I can't tell you when I first saw this. Uh, I think it was around the time it came out. Did though. you see it in the movies, you reckon? Not sure, not sure. Could have. I mean, 1990. 1990. Yeah, yeah 1990. So, yeah. Could, have been, could have been a movie. Yeah. Could have been straight to movies. Could have been a date. Where did you see it, Morgs? What about you, Dan? You missed you missed a social platform when you you listed them off before. <laughs> My mate Tommy was up here the other week, and he's on this new one. 
that oh, it's like a, a full hookup one. It's not like, like there's no pretense. You don't have to romance or anything. You just root them, um, and they root you. But I can't, I can't think of what it's called. But I reckon we should get on them. How, how do you reckon we would have gone on the on the on the dating apps? It's not Grinder, is it, Dan? No, no, no. It's not the dude one. I mean, Grinder's right. fine, but it's not. No, he's a, he's he's uh, hetero. So I can't. Look, okay, got, let, I, let, I might let, give him a call. But how, yeah, how okay. you, how would you two have fared? In, I, I've in always world. see. I think it not well, not well. Um, I, I think I've always has. I've always said that I'm not sort of a love it, love at first sight sort of guy. I said, but you give me four to six months, and I'll charm the pants off you. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm relying on someone swiping the right way with a photo and some witty repartee, I'm out. <laughs> Look, I don't know. Back in the 90s, were, were, were chicks into long backs and small teeth? I mean, if they were, yeah. I reckon I'm a hit. But, we, mate, yeah, you, know, know. Damn, yeah. you know damn well they were, you <laughs> Lothario, G-Man, <laughs> 10 Ruta that you used to be. <laughs> Gal, <laughs> listeners, if you don't know already, Gal smashed up that much hot toddy back in the day. He was just, he, he was the swordsman of Willa Heights. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so... Yeah, did all right. Gal wouldn't have gout. Look, Gal wouldn't have needed the app, and and he's a testament to the fact that it didn't matter whether you were app worthy or not, you could still do it. Gal was good. I, I, I personally, I would have liked to have had a go on the app. Oh, you don't photograph very well, Dan. No, that's that is the that is the only problem. I like you, you have, need to I need yeah. to whisper sweet nothings in your ear for four to six months like you yeah, to you do. Deep, or it'd be very, very dark and very, yeah. very dingy. What would have been your handle? What handle would you have run with? <laughs> yeah, actually swerve what, what? Lover. <laughs> <laughs> On the swerve. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Left, okay, left. Look, on that note. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> let's listen to the trailer. Welcome to Hollywood. Everybody comes to Hollywood, got a dream. What's your dream? When I was a little girl, I would pretend I was a princess trapped in the tower, and then this knight on a white horse would come charging up and rescue me. Did you tell me how to get to Beverly Hills? Sure, for five bucks. You can't charge me for directions. I can do anything I want to, baby. I am lost. All right, OK. You change for 20? For 20, I'll show you person. Wow. Impressed? You kidding me? I come here all the time. Well, color me happy. There's a sofa in here for two. Close your mouth, dear. Who is this girl here? Does she work? She's in sales. Touchstone Pictures presents the story of a date. This isn't a date, it's business. That led to a deal. I have a business proposition for you. I'm going to be in town until Sunday. I'd like you to spend the week with me. That's becoming a dream come true. Time to shop. Get rid of your gum. All right. I don't believe you did that. You're going to be spending an obscene amount of money in here. So we're going to need a lot more help sucking up to us because that's what we really like. Oh. You understand me? Sir, if I may say so, you're in the right store and the right city for that matter. They're two people who have no business being together. Everybody is trying to land him. Well, I'm not trying to land him. I'm just using him for sex. Just doing a little business. <laughs> Company I'm buying this week, I'm getting for the bargain price of about one billion. A billion dollars? Your folks must be really proud, huh? Everything was going their way. Well done! Well done! Whoop, whoop, whoop! Until... I don't want you to go. You hurt me. 
something unexpected happened. What the hell is wrong with you this week? You fell in love with him? Did I not teach you anything? Look, I'm not stupid, okay? I'm... I'm not in love with him. I can find you an apartment. I can get you a car. I want more. I want the fairy tale. I think you are a very special woman. Your dream come Touchstone Pictures presents Richard Gere. So what happened after? Climbed up the tower and rescued her. Julia Roberts. She rescues him right back. Pretty woman. Maybe you guys could like um, get a house together, buy some diamonds. Oh! <laughs> well, another 90s trailer there, and what a soundtrack this movie has, and the the trailer there really shows it off. Some absolute bangers there, but we'll get to that a little bit later on. Gal. We're going to set over and unders at 10 for this one. What do you think? Over 10, for sure. It's 32 years old, this yeah. movie. Okay. Got to have seen it over 10. Yeah, okay. Definitely, what about, definitely. What about you, Dan? I haven't seen it that often. I would say unders. Um, I watched it with my wife and she could recite it like it was a movie that we love and knew every line and preempted every line. It was like us watching Die Hard. She was able to uh, – to, so I think – for a different demographic than I, it was revered very and, uh, and, and very much loved. Well, it was in 1990 and I was in junior high, dickhead. <laughs> what not? 1990 oh, was pretty special for us. The 90s were good. There's no, but 90, no, 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 1990, year 10, Cromer High, for me and, yep. me and the G-Man, year nine for you. Yeah. Um, what, what do you remember about 1990? Uh, 1990 was... Probably the first year that parties really became a thing, I reckon. Yep. I think a, parties a really became a thing. Yeah. Maybe throw down. Sitting in the park. Thing. Sitting yeah. in the park, watching you guys drink because I was a massive teetotaler. Oh, yeah. Uh, you were, a lot of like, trekking. A lot of trekking. A lot of trekking. A lot of trekking around the suburbs trying to get to these yeah. parties because there was no other way yeah. to get around. And, and a lot of shitting yourself when a cop car drove past in like at one o'clock yeah. in the morning. No, yeah. after me. Yes. Get down, get down. <laughs> I lost I lost a, a bottle of blue curacao and lemonade to the police at St Matty's Farm in 1990 yeah. when uh, they did a drive by and I had to fling it super quick. Yeah, we um we had to we had to trek across the park there and watch them pour it out. Was that when Gao was yeah. pashing off uh, Diane down the back of the hill? No, no, no. no was, that no, was we earlier. At, that was earlier. No, we were all at the um we were all across one side of yeah. St Matty's there and we had to leg it to the other yeah. side. It was a big. We had, had to leave it there. It was and it was hours of planning down the drain. Yeah, but if the cops came in one side, you had plenty of room to go, didn't you? So Matt's yeah, plenty of exits. We were gone. Yeah, plenty of exits. We're in the wind. Absolutely. Look, I think what I'm else? under ten. I think I'm under. Yeah. Firstly, I think I'm under ten for this. So we'll get that out of the way. I saw this late. Wait, I, I, haven't, this, finished I, saw on, this. I haven't finished on 1990. Oh, we'll get, we're going to get back to 1990. Movie. All right, all right. Yeah, I know. Right, okay. So I think <laughs> I'm under ten. I think I saw this once I started dating Megan. And she probably made me watch it. Uh, it. Look, romantic comedies weren't really on my radar uh, in the 90s or the 2000s or the 2010s or the 2020s. It, you were kind of focused on Coolie High Harmony. Absolutely. You know, you're, you're more on the romantic tunes. Yeah, romantic songs. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Loved so, it. So, Morgs, let's go back to 1990 then. I know you've yeah. got some stuff in the chamber. Hit me with it. I'm just... What no, are you it, feeling? Really, it seems to me as a, a big year for us three, we're playing... Playing some reasonable basketball at the time, I remember. That was a bit of a thing for us. Uh, I was, was in a school musical. You guys came to see me in Bye Bye Birdie. 
Well, that's and, right. Uh, that was at Avalon Community Centre. Yeah, that's right. You had to protect me yeah. walking down the main street of Avalon where all the Avcats were checking me out with my makeup on. Um, yeah. So that was I, I, fun. I got motivated for the next year. That's right. You, yeah, you, yes. you were soon to join me on the stage, as was G, as yeah. the, the best tree yes. that's ever been. Uh, we, were, we were watching Doogie Howser, MD, on Sunday nights with his mate Vinny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm. I started my songwriting career playing Metallica songs with Tom on Ball up at Tomo's house at Colorado Platter. Uh, not not the, the uh, inauspicious start, let's say, to my songwriting. Uh, and I had a I had a massive time off school. I had glandular fever, the kissing disease. Oh, you, you did too. A, that's yeah. right. I you the were off for weeks. The cricket game I, I at reckon, Lake Park. I reckon you, I got caught six, it. Yeah, I got six weeks off. I reckon I milked it a bit, but. Yeah, yeah, I reckon uh, it didn't didn't do amazing things for my year ten. We watched a lot of movies in that time, Dan. Mm. We watched a lot of movies in that time. Well, do you reckon having glandular fever was what caused your cold throat issues in later years? <laughs> it did. For, like, for those watched... of you that don't know, Morgs Morgs did have a few issues when he was sculling a beer when you were younger. He, uh, he used to have a, an issue with a cold throat. It was a temperate yeah. If the beer was, was too cold, it was just He's hard got... for me to get the VB throwdown <laughs> down. So. Um, Those are the least of his issues, I'll give you the What about music? Ozzy Gow, have you got some pop info for 90? I was very intrigued, yeah. Let's, I'd I'd like to do a bit of 1990 first. You probably see, I'm trying to avoid talking about the movie. So let's talk more about what songs were happening in 1990. What do you got, G Master? I got a Billboard Top 20 for you, Morgs. Here's one. And and White is going to break straight into the song here. I'm not even going to give you the song name, I'm just going to give you the band. Wilson Phillips. Oh. Someday, Someday somebody's going to turn around and make them in a man Mate, it was done in, uh, they did it really well in Bridesmaids, the movie Bridesmaids. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Wilson Phillips. She no, was a no. good sort, that China Phillips. She married yes. Billy Baldwin. Did One she? degree of Billy Baldwin, I'm pretty sure. Oh. Yeah. She turned into a brooder? Oh, she brooded. The songs got really dark after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, she was brooding. Yeah. Was she the uh, brunette or the, the blonde? Nah, she was the short-haired blonde. Right. Yeah. Yeah, number two was obviously It Must Have Been Love by Roxette. Well, that's in this movie. A feature of the movie, it's yes. Movie, yeah. We'll get to that, I'm sure. Huge. Nothing compares to you, Sinead O'Connor. Oh, that was written by Prince. Yeah. But um, look, I'll go to the, that, that. They're sort of similar in the Aussie, Aussie ones, but number two in the Aussies was, can you believe this, MC Hammer. Can't touch this. Yep. Can't touch this. It was massive, that song. Madonna with Vogue. Do you know what was even bigger? The parachute pants that Rod Hansen used to love to wear. Oh, yeah. yeah. They were all the rage, oh, weren't they? they? Were massive. Yeah. They were terrible. That was a fashion thing. It was a terrible. fashion thing. Yeah. But, yeah, look, um, opposites attract Paul or Abdul. Oh. Two steps forward. That was with the cat. Remember? Yes. The cat was dancing. How am I supposed to live without you? One of Whitey's favourites. That, oh, was, that was on repeat, yeah. I'm sure. Absolutely. Place. Absolutely. Girl, I'm I mean, going to miss like you. Michael Bolton. It's Millie pretty, Vanilli. Millie Vanilli. It's very, like, probably one of the last years that was just so pop-infused. Like, there's really nothing. I mean, number 25 is a standout for me in the Aussie chart, which is one of the best one-hit wonders ever, and a guy made an entire career and still belts it out to this day. Mark, show no mercy, Williams. Oh, yeah, show no cracker mercy. of a song. Oh. Yeah. Just uh, if uh, someone can uh, extrapolate. Show no mercy. Yeah. Good song. Yeah. What at number 18? Peter Blakely. And I heard you crying <laughs> in the chapel. It wasn't great, was it? Like there, what I mean, about we it, were, it was, was there a Fergal Shaggy? Was there a Fergal? No, he's earlier. <laughs> no, 
<laughs> Fergal Sharpie was earlier. He's late eighties. We were with into Linda I think, and Aaron Neville. Oh, look at we, this more. Did we go to, to show see? <laughs> did we go to see the Angels and Cheap Trick in nineteen ninety at the Horden? Oh, nineteen ninety. Oh, I can't tell you. That's probably a big chance. Yeah, I saw a lot. Was... Saw a lot of bands between like eighty eight. Definitely remember going to see the Angels, oh. but I can't remember where. Yeah, was it? Well, I I remember going to the Horden. Um, Dogs are talking to us. Yeah. Um, well, was, what was the name yeah. of that album? Was it? Uh, was, was it Dogs are talking? Yeah, but was yeah. that the name of the album? I think so. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, was that the right? Was it Redback? There was another one. Was that the album after Redback? Something. Yes. Yeah, it was a blue cover. Um, that was yeah, I remember song. that that one was a we blue used to cover. Jam that was on up at Tom's Tom's yeah. house. Yeah, there was Beyond Salvation, 89. That was the one. Beyond Salvation had Dogs Are Talking. Yeah. Yeah, that must have been it. Yeah. 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 Unskinny Bop, number 28. Oh, mate, oh. Poison were huge. Poison were huge in the 90s. Um, All night and day. Anyway, overly reasonably forgettable, the music of 1990, I've got to say. Hasn't died yet. Mm, Hasn't died. No, no, no. I know you're... Um, okay, gal, let's well, start ignoring Dan and move on from the man on the land. And why don't you tell us a bit about Pretty Woman? All right, with the tagline, who knew it was so much fun to be a hooker? Academy Award nominee Julia Roberts and charismatic leading man Sorry, Richard Gere. stop, stop. <laughs> that, that cannot that, be the that tagline. Is not the op- that is not the opening of the tagline. <laughs> no, that was a tagline. That's online. Wow. The other He's one is not- she, walked off, she walked off the street into his life and stole his heart. What about the one I thought up? Do you know the one I, I was actually going to see whether we could have a, 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 a bit of a competition about who could think up the best tagline, but nothing could beat either of those. But I had one which was like, you can't buy love, but you can rent it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a strange yeah, premise for a Disney movie. So I know, well, I know we'll Mate, talk seriously, more about that in the th- future. Yeah. I wish I had a dollar. I wish I had a dollar for every time they say hooker in this movie, though. <laughs> yeah. All right. Academy Award nominee Julia Roberts and charismatic leading man Richard Gere light up the screen in this Hollywood blockbuster. Roberts stars as a streetwise, down-on-her-luck working girl whose chance encounter with a handsome corporate mogul lead to an improbable love affair. Pretty Woman is a modern-day Cinderella fantasy that captured the hearts of moviegoers all over the world. Featuring a chart-topping soundtrack, Pretty Woman is the ultimate feel-good romantic comedy. I think it is. I think it is. I found myself sort of, I'd forgotten so much about this movie. It's been so long since I'd seen it. But I actually found myself sort of on the edge of the seat, waiting to see what was going to happen. You know who was really feel good? What, Jason Alexander? Philip Stuckey. Yeah. <laughs> he was what a not, feel good guy. He was not feel good. He felt, he tried to feel good. He'd like to, he was trying yeah. to feel good. He was a grub. He's probably, the, and we'll get to him. We'll get to him. I'm sure we'll get to him. He could be the biggest grub we've ever spoken about on, on, the, on the podcast. <laughs> All right, well, well done. Yeah, I don't mind it. The The tagline's a bit rough, but the rest of it's... <laughs> what was, sorry, can you just say the first the opening line again from the first tagline? Who knew it was so much fun to be a hooker? <laughs> That's not true. What's the line? <laughs> oh, my God. My God. Who knew? That's, in- That's incredible. <laughs> Who knew that was so much fun? It's not all heroin and <laughs> stinky oh, beds. <laughs> Wow. Jesus Christ. Okay, we'll move into a critical thinking. Uh, Okay, IMDb has this movie rated at 7.1 out of 10. 
And on Rotten Tomatoes, it's our first movie that isn't certified fresh for some time. 66% on the tomato meter and 68% the audience score. Some interesting ratings there. Got a couple uh, reviews here, quick ones. A good one, Peter Travers from Rolling Stone in 2018. The Robert Smile, full-lipped, a mile wide and gleaming, is the closest the movies have yet come to capturing sunshine. Such dazzle should not be taken lightly. I think he's in love. I oh, think I think it. old Pete's in love. The bad one, Jonathan Rosenbaum from the Chicago Arena. He pays a three thousand dollars and they fall in love. Ain't Hollywood grand? <laughs> oh, funny. All right, we're going to now move into ordinary people, where we talk about the cast and in honor of the nineteen eighty Academy Award winning movie. But first, we've got a few other ordinary people we want to touch on. Yeah, you've got a couple of people that have touched base with us this week or someone at least. Yeah, look, I've got one back from an old mate. Uh, we talked about him a couple of weeks ago, but he got in touch. He's, he's been busy in the US. Good old rounders. Oh, yeah, right. Rounders. Well, mate, you should be very proud of him. Yeah, mate, he got his award. Yeah. He got a Golden Globe. Yeah. Best supporting actor, you know, yeah. so good on him. Good on you, rounders. Yeah, good rounders. To see you flourishing again. Yeah. Kicking who ass. Fuck, who the fuck are you talking about? Kihi Kwan. Gal used yeah. to... to uh, Compete with him in the in the in the, in the, in the <laughs> old rounders. So get, this shows this shows that Dan doesn't listen to the podcast that he's an old. You weren't you weren't present for that podcast, Dan. But yeah, old rounders, mate. He, uh, you know, because I gave him a bit of a touch up last time about his about his roundhouse kick. But um, he got in touch. He got in touch and said, "Hey, G, so uh, look, you guys might know that G. You know, it's a play. It's my nickname. It's a play on my surname. But he actually started it. He called me G. He used to call me Guile Style. You know, he said my style was a lot like uh." Guile in really was, what, was your hair was your hair like guile? yeah we, well it was that too very but yeah rugged. very rugged very rugged style yeah, yeah. Definitely. coming coming forward style no but, rules um, no rules yeah yeah mate. so but he, he coined that he said hey g rounders here please you know you could never stop my roundhouse stop telling your fans this great work on the pod love the data you bring oh, oh. see what he did there see what he did there oh, mate, he's, he's a smart bloke he's good he's good uh, as good as your defence ever was, yeah. So, um, thanks, thanks, rounders. Good on you, buddy. Yeah, is mate. It, is he, is well done. Congratulations. The, is he a shot at the Academy Award? I think he is. There's talk that he is. He's gaining some momentum. Wow. So, it's, uh, okay. I've got one from a long-standing fan uh, and 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 a one-time guest host of the podcast, Bones. Oh, oh the king. Yeah, just listen. Oh, the just, king. All hail the king. Just listen to Goonies. Three great mates talking about movies they loved. Damo, 52, never seen it in his life. Gow twice. How pathetic. Thanks, Bones. Appreciate that. Always love it when you touch, when you, uh, touch base with us. Uh, and then one, one other one just from Bones as well. When he got to finish the, the, the Goonies podcast, he goes, spot on, Whitey. 3.5, Goonies, good movie. Gow started working with the Chicago tri- Tribune. Negative bugger. He didn't say bugger. Please. That movie got what it deserved. punt. Yes, yes. I think it does. I think it does. It got what it deserved. Okay, Gow, why don't you tell us about the cast of Pretty Woman? All right. Well, let's start with Richard Tiffany Gear. His name is not Tiffany. Middle name is Tiffany. It's from his mother's maiden name. So? 
That was how he's. Well, that's his name. That's how he was named. Yeah. No wonder. And there some I rumors. said, "What about breakfast at <laughs> Tiffany's?" He said, "I think it's my mother's maiden name." <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm alone now. There doesn't seem to be anyone around. Oh, but uh, look, Tiffany. One of one of his journals. very one of his very early roles was in a Born to Watch favorite. Welcome to Good Bar. Looking for Mr. Well, Goodbar. Yeah, <laughs> Welcome to Goodbar. Let's let's just let's just run through Mr. Goodbar again. A dedicated school teacher spends her nights cruising bars looking for abusive men with whom she can engage in progressively violent sexual encounters. <laughs> we love it. Diane Keaton, Richard Gere, Tuesday World, Tom Berenger in his first movie, and Bill Atherton. Okay, so here's what I'm suggesting. In the next six weeks, we're covering looking for Mr. Goodbar. We can. We're going to do an episode on it. All right. So let's do it. Sure. Sounds good. Righto. Uh, look, that was 1977. Uh, then American Gigolo, which was one of the big hits that he had that, that really put him on the map. That was 1980 uh, with Lauren Hutton and Hector Elizondo as well. Yeah. Was in Hector. That. Hector. And then into An Officer and a Gentleman, a Zach Mayo, 82. It's a great movie. Cracking good movie. movie. A, I actually movie. just watched it about two months ago I again. I else to go. Oh, Tim. Yeah, Louis Gossett Jr. wins an Academy Award and is an absolute powerhouse. Oh, mate, the, oh, all of them do really well yeah. in that movie. It's, I think it's fantastic. Probably not his best role, though. Iron Eagle, I think, was where Louis Gossett Jr. really, <laughs> no doubt. really shined. No doubt. Wasn't he in Enemy Mine where he plays he the lizard guy with mine. Dennis yeah. Quaid? That's yeah, yeah he was. Quaid. But, yeah, look, Breathless, 83. And then, uh, speaking of Mark Williams, No Mercy, 86. <laughs> <laughs> that was with um, Kim Bassinger, but Internal Affairs in 1990, as Whitey said movie. earlier. And That's then, a good movie. And then Pretty Woman. Uh, and then, then look, a couple of little things, but Primal Fear was probably the next real big movie in 1996. Oh, yeah. We talked about that um, the other week. Yeah, It's yeah, a great yeah. movie. Mm. Most Morally. notably for Ed Norton's performance Norton. in that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Big movie. The Jackal, Runaway Bride. Now, The Jackal is hilarious. Scott Bruce Willis in yeah. it, who plays, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who plays oh, The Jackal. Doesn't he shoot it's also Jack Black's arm off? Jack Black, when he yeah. yeah, yeah that that get... came up on oh. Facebook just like a week ago where yeah. he shoots the arm off and then he just hammers him. Yeah, with a massive yeah. lock. It's a, it's a 50 cal machine yeah. gun. Like, run, run left, yeah, yeah. run left. Yeah. Now go right. Yeah. You just yeah. stand there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and then um, Chicago, 2002. Can you believe that's 20 years ago? With that one, Renee Zellweger and Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah. Oh, it's, I and actually then, um, watched Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, let's go back to your musical roots. Yeah, that's John it. C. Riley's amazing in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with Damo he's, on that one. He's a triple threat. I'm with Damo on that Not one. Seen it. Not, Not seen, seen it. Not seen it. Right on. Um, <laughs> I reckon Damo's seen Chicago. Don't worry about that. I had another one, another another Whitey special, Nights in Rodanthe, 2009. Oh, God. You'd love that. He's in First Night with Sean Connery where he plays Lancelot as well. Yes. Yes, he is. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, he look, strikes um, 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 Juliet. Uh, uh, Binochet. Julia Ormond. Julia That's Ormond. what I meant. Yeah. Julia Ormond. That's right. But yeah, look, um, he's actually, this might come up later, but I'm going to say it now. He's an accomplished pianist himself. He actually wrote that song that he plays in yeah. the in the movie. He did. He wrote it and played it in, in, in the um, the piano solo in the movie. Yeah, yeah he if you had out- continued your piano career, you would have been unstoppable. Like you were, you were a force to be reckoned with anyway as a pants man. But if you continued beyond your one-handed Star Wars rendition, I just think you would have been the the, the next well-known Lothario. Liberace. Yeah. Look, well, 
<laughs> Maybe not Liberace. You could have been Craig McLaughlin. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, he was in the Billboard Top 20 before too. I noticed his name. Fair enough. But look, Morgs, I you, you sort of sold me short there. I did Walk of Life was one-handed. That was my first song, but uh, I actually two hands for Star Wars. <laughs> You added a, uh, you took, you took, you took the notes uh, off the beat. He was big. So that you... he, yeah, he was, he was big on the bass lines, Gal. I, uh, I was actually no. You, you understand me? I actually mastered the left hand. Yeah, using Stencils, the left hand. So, yeah. walked you through that, didn't he? His old man did. I had to master the left hand when I broke my right hand in 1998. Oh <laughs> yeah. God! Uh, but uh, look, a couple of quick sliding doors here on Richard Gear. He turned down the lead role in Die Hard, which went to Bruce Willis mm. in 88. When, but in the, did, when did the gerbils go into his anal passage? <laughs> I'm not sure when the rumours start. I think it's around this it's time. Be early 90s. I think it's around this time. Early to mid-90s. Yeah. Yeah. It was a um, fairly look, prevalent rumour. Like, I think everyone on a, earth heard it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And It didn't make a, a lot mean, of sense. It's a mean rumour. It's That's no, mean spirited. It's mean spirited. Yeah, it's not not nice. Not a nice thing to have out there. It's like Axel Grease. It's a mean <laughs> rumour. Another gal conquest. <laughs> what? Where do you get this stuff from? It's just mean. People were mean spirited. People were mean spirited. Uh, anyway, we'll move on. Look, another another sliding doors for Richard Gere was the three films that really made him a star. So one was Days of Heaven in 78, American Gigolo in 80, and An Officer and a Gentleman. All of those were turned down by John Travolta. Really? All yeah. of those roles. A John Travolta oh, I, knew, a big I, star. I did know that Travolta turned down American Gigolo, but I didn't know he turned down Officer yeah. and a Gentleman. All three. Um, but look, obviously didn't harm his career. I mean, you can say it's a sliding door, but didn't. He was harm big then. Gere's career or Travolta's career? Well, I wouldn't say it harmed Travolta's. I mean, he was big already then, and he went yeah. into some other big movies. He was in a lot of big he movies. He was nearly right over. Then. His career was nearly over by 1980, though. Well, yeah, he had until, his renaissance. Yeah. Until 93, 94. But, uh, yeah, also Richard Gere turned down the role of Gordon Gecko in Wall Street. Yeah, I saw that. Um, which is the one he said he regrets the most. Did you see that uh, Al Pacino actually was offered the offered the part yes. of, uh, of Edward? Did you yeah. imagine Al Pacino and Julia Roberts? Yeah. Does well, he's about three foot four. Yeah. Plus he's much older too. He was much older too. He would. He would. He would. All right. Next up, we have Julia Roberts. Uh, her first big break came not long before this when she was in Mystic Pizza with Vincent D'Onofrio as well and Satisfaction in 88, which had Justine Bateman and Liam Neeson in it yeah, as well. Yeah, I remember Satisfaction with Justine Bateman. Mystic Pizza was a big one for the girls. It was, yeah. was, yeah. That that was her first real movie. But then obviously her big her big success was Pretty Woman. Uh, Oscar Nom. Yeah, she did Pretty steal Woman. Magnolia the year before. Which Sorry, sort of you're right, yes. Announced yes, yes. her, but then, yeah, yeah, she just took over the world with this movie. Yeah, she did. Uh, yes. Yeah, obviously, as I said, Oscar Nom and was also – won the People's Choice Award for Favourite Actress. But she was nominated for Steel Magnolias for Best Supporting Actress um, and obviously Pretty Woman as well. But then her her run in like 89 to, to early 90s, Pretty Woman, Flatliners, Sleeping with the Enemy, Dying Young, Hook, The Player, and The Pelican Brief. Yeah. All of that up to 93. Yeah. So she was hitting she her was straps. Well, she was the biggest massive. star in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, my best friend's wedding ninety seven, conspiracy theory ninety seven. That's then, a good movie. Yeah, it is a good Gibson. movie. I really yeah. like that. Uh, the next one was Notting Hill in ninety nine. I'm just a boy standing in front of a girl. Yeah. Iconic iconic English around. movie. I'm just a girl. Um, and obviously, Aaron, we talked about Runaway Bride, but Aaron Brockovich in 2000, Best Actress, Anna Bafta. So yeah. an Oscar, Anna Bafta. She's excellent in that. Excellent. Uh, Ocean's Eleven and all the Ocean's franchises, obviously, the ones she was in. Um, Charlie Wilson's War in 2007. Great movie. Yeah. It's so good. So good. Eat, uh, Eat, Pray, Love in 2010. Shit house. Haven't seen it. Shit House. I've seen parts of it and it didn't hold my attention. We shall never be doing Eat, Pray, Love on Born to Watch. But yeah, look, most recently as in Gaslit, uh, Martha Mitchell in Gaslit. So she's done the first season of that. She's been a little quiet for some time now. She's sort of semi-retired. Yes. Well, she had a, she had quite a hiatus and now she's back on TV. Yeah, good. As of that. But look, she turned down the lead in Shakespeare in Love in 98. That's a big turn down. Yeah. Well, uh, certainly did well for... Gwyneth. Yeah. She turned down the role, leading role in Sleepless in Seattle. Meg Ryan's role as well. Meg Ryan was up for this role. Pretty Woman. Yeah. There you go. But look, you know, her films have grossed more than $2 billion at the box office as of 2007. She's, you can tell in this movie, she is an out and out superstar. Yeah. She just lights up the screen. Yeah, she's good. Yeah. She certainly, certainly does well in this movie. Yeah. We'll move on now to... Another star of the show we touched on earlier, J. Scott Greenspan, <laughs> also known as Jason Alexander. He's the best. Yeah. It, uh, he was uh, a couple of movies before this. He was in The Burning in 1981 and then The oh, that was that Coast. VD, that was that VD movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, think it's been on the, I think it's been on the podcast before. Uh, Mosquito uh, Coast with Harrison Ford. Yeah, Mosquito Coast. Um <laughs> It's a very small role as a clerk in that, but then obviously 1989 into Seinfeld, which is you know a role that's, that's oh, look. That, it, that's what he is. It doesn't matter anything mm. else that he does; he will always be George Costanza. Well, he's done a lot of stage and things before yeah. that. I've only covered the movies, doesn't but yeah, that, that's what he'll be known as. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then well, so 80, obviously 1990 into Pretty Woman, Phil Stuckey, Jacob's Ladder 1990, Coneheads 93. And then he did a whole heap of he's done a whole heap of voice work. Obviously, he's got to, he's got the voice that he was he was in Duckman. He was Duckman in the cartoons. Oh, really? Yeah, did that for three years, seventy one episodes, and uh, then into Shallow Hal in two thousand and one. <laughs> he's really funny in Shallow yeah. Hal. He's got the vestigial tail. So here's yeah. a here's a little nugget for you. He's the only one of the four actors on Seinfeld that was not to win an Emmy for their work on the show. The only one. Really? Yeah, and I think he's the best. The show doesn't work without George. Yeah. There's no doubt. Oh, he's unreal. That's yeah. surprising. Even Jerry, Jerry won one. Yep. Jerry won one. He was nominated seven times. Yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. Jerry was the worst. Well, yeah. Jerry, yeah. Jerry was the worst. Yeah. But, uh, yes, look, seven times he was nominated. Didn't get, didn't get the gong. Oh, that's He's really just playing Larry David. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 He's essentially just playing Larry So there David. was a story behind that. Have, I don't know if you heard that. You might have had that for later on. No. He was he got the script and he and he was talking to Larry David and he's like, he's like, I can't I can't have this part. We can't have this. Who'd react to this? Who'd who'd have this situation? Who'd react to that situation like that? And Larry David goes, I've been in that situation. And that's exactly how I reacted. And then he was like, Oh, okay, oh, okay, I can do Sorry, it. Sorry, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, next up, Hector Elizondo. Yeah, love a bit of Hector. What a jobber. Heaps of early jobbing. Absolute jobbing. Like early on, all in the family. Maud. And oh. then there's Maud. Oh, what a show. Um, He's good in Columbo. this. Columbo. 
Yeah, Columbo. Kojak. He's, he's excellent really in this movie. He's, mm, I've got him for under, later on. He's excellent. Yeah, not uh, doesn't overplay his hand. It's it's good. Yep. But American Gigolo, The Flamingo Kid, Leviathan, um, Frankie and Johnny in '91, Beverly Hills Cop Three. <laughs> terrible. Yeah, that's terrible. Uh, but look, the most re- the recurring role he had and the one that everyone knows him for is Chicago Hope. As Dr. Philip Waters. So he was a hundred, he was the 141 episodes, the only one to be in every episode of Chicago Hope. Wow. And won a best supporting actor in 97 for that. He's good. But uh, most recently in Last Man Standing, um, up to nine, up to 2021, 194 episodes of the sitcom. Okay. Yeah. Turned down the role of Arturo in Sliders because it was being filmed in Canada and then obviously got the role of in Pretty Woman. Al Pacino turned down that role as well. Yeah. So. Can't see Al Pacino in any of the roles. No, no, I can't. But uh, look, funny story here. Disney told Gary Marshall there was no money in the budget to get Hector Elizondo on there. So Gary Marshall, Gary Gary Marshall paid out of his own pocket (laughs) uh, and got him on. So then in the end, they relented and repaid him. Um, And then look, after that, we've got Ralph Bellamy. Obviously, he'd done a lot of stuff over the career. He he passed away the year after this movie was made at the age of 87. So... Most people remember him from Trading Places, Trading places. as Randolph mm. Duke and then Coming to America and then obviously in Pretty Woman. Yep. And the only other one is Laura Sangiacomo. So everyone would know her from uh, Just Shoot Me as Maya Gallo. Yep. But uh, she was also in Sex, Lies and Videotape. That was her first movie. That was her and, first movie, yeah, with James Spader. That's a Morgs. That's Soderbergh, isn't it, Morgs? Yeah, I'd love a bit of yeah. Sex, Lies and Videotape. Yeah, I hated it. Uh, but look, here's one. She played the part of Crazy Cora in 1990 in Quigley Down Under. Oh, one degree. There you go, Damo. Oh, my God. Just for you. I can't see her in the outback. No. She also played Nadine in the TV miniseries The Stand, The Far Superior. Oh, the, yeah, the good one. Oh, yeah. The Far the Superior God, was, 1990s. I was so fucked off when they brought out that. Very disappointing. Dog's Breakfast, the recent one. I mean, it's just, oh, they fucked it so bad. Very disappointing. All right, yeah. Gal, what about the box office and the budget? All right, box office. Domestic was $178.5 million and international 254 for a total of $432.5 million. Wow. Budget of $14 million. Oh, wow. So it smashed it. And they on the opening weekend, they made 11.2. They almost made their money back in the first weekend. Unbelievable. Yeah, crazy. But we look at other 1990 movies. Obviously, Dances with Wolves was the biggest one. Oh, so that won everything. Best picture, best director, best screenplay, best score, best sound. John Dutton. Keep going. Good old John Dutton. The top the top box office movie was Ghost, $517 million. Oh, there's talk they're remaking that. I've heard that. And there's some fuckwit going to play the Patrick Swayze part. I'll have to think about that. I'll come back to that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Home Alone, $476.5 million in second spot. Pretty Woman in third for the year. Dances with Wolves in fourth with 424. I think that's a, that's a lot of money for these movies in 1990. Yeah, it is. Total Recall after that. What a movie. Back to the Future Part 3. But look, you know who the best actor was that year? 1990? Yeah. Well, it wasn't Kay Costner. Robert Williams. No, it, was, it was Jeremy Irons for Reversal of Fortune. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Funny, isn't it? Never, I don't know that movie. Don't know it all. Robin Williams didn't win his Academy Award until Goodwill Hunting. Oh. Ah, that's yeah. right. That's right. But yeah, best actress was Kathy Bates in Misery. Oh, mate. Yeah, really good. When are we doing Misery? Yeah. Because that's, that's a, a cracker. Yeah. yeah. That is so good. Yeah, James Kahn, Jimmy Kahn as well. 
Joe Joe Pesci got the best supporting in Goodfellas and and Whoopi Goldberg for Ghost. Yeah, yeah, um, she's good in Ghost. Yeah, she's good. Yeah. So yeah, look, there's a whole heap of good movies out there. Rocky Five out that year as well. The worst Tommy, of the Rockies. Tommy Morrison. Yeah, Tommy, yeah, Morrison. Tommy Morrison. He could Went fly. Bigger and better things. He was a very was good a, boxer. Yeah, for the box of it. But it was it was art imitating life. Unfortunately, no, he just sure. got on the gear and mm. yeah. All right, but yeah, look, let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. Okay, question time. Uh, got three today. So Edward, old Eddie, Eddie Lewis. He's got one girlfriend. He's a millionaire slash billionaire. He'd be a billionaire today. This guy. Surely he's got one in every port. If he's single, he'd just be calling his Beverly Hills bird, not asking someone to come from New York. Surely. Thoughts? That was his. That must have been his new squeeze. Yeah, it was weird. He was looking for a new one in in LA. Yeah, well, he did Mate. offer to 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 shack her up. He did. Nice guy. She didn't like that. He's not to be trusted. I wouldn't have done business with him. He doesn't drink piss. <laughs> he doesn't do anything. No, he doesn't do anything. Uh, okay. Boring. Well, it was funny. Like I read in, I don't know if you've got this gal, but uh, at the when they first started filming the movie, he was very animated, and Gary Marshall pulled him aside and said, "Hey, mate." There's one person in this movie that moves, and it's not you. So just chill out, mate. Yeah. So he just had to play this really understated. He's a bit of a prick, really. He does have that really, you know, slow and analytical. Yeah. He, he comes off very much as a corporate raider type. You know, yes. like he comes yes. across as that yeah. that sort of personality. Uh, okay, is this the biggest hair ever in movies? Julia Roberts' hair. Have you ever seen hair bigger? Yeah, it's a good buff. I love it. It's good hair. How did it fit underneath the blonde bob wig? Good question. Mm. Good question. That is a really good question. And that was did, not a big bob. No, it did look a little awkward on the top of her head. She'd be a little mm. coney, but when when he ta- <laughs> when you see her hair, you're like, that doesn't work. I'm sorry. No. Yeah, that doesn't work. No, it's good. And hair. They, they there were a lot of gratuitous hair shots in the movie. Yeah, there's that bit when the first night and she's lying on a stomach and her hair's all above her, like it was. There's a lot of hair work going on here. Yeah. Very jealous. She's shaking it out. Yeah. Very jealous. Okay. Is the soundtrack better than the movie? Yes. Soundtrack's pretty good. Mate, I'm going to read them. Natalie Cole, Wild Women Do. Wild David Bowie. Wild Women Do. Yeah. Don't yeah. regret it. David Bowie, The Fame, the 90s version. Fame. But David Bowie, what a fucking loss he is. The more yeah. you realise how talented that guy was. Just Incredible. Fuck, man. Incredible so, musician. Mm. The fact that he actually stopped like being himself and turned himself into a character yes. and then ki- who he then killed off. Yeah. Mate, the guy's just a freak. Absolute yeah. freak of nature. Mate, did some of his best work with um with Mick Jagger. Have you seen the film clip? Girls just want to have fun. <laughs> Do yourselves a favour. Girls just want to have fun or dancing oh, in the no, street. Dancing in the street. Sorry, dancing in the streets. <laughs> yeah. No, it's Didn't bad. He? One of one of the da, great da, 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 film da, da, clips. Da, da, da. Yeah. I've Didn't actually seen also... a version where they take the music away. Oh god. And it is hilarious. Them dancing with no That's music. Bad. Didn't he also perform Felicia on Mick Jack? Yeah, they were big they were more than just mates. I'll give you the tip. Mm. That's that's the <laughs> rumour. He gave him the tip. He gave him the tip, that's for sure. Mm. Now I think I think and it's this is a big call, but probably the best song on the soundtrack. Go West, King of Wishful Thinking. Oh. They start the movie with it. They start yeah. the movie with it, and it's just—it's an absolute banger. As yeah. soon as I 
as soon as I heard it come on, I thought of you, mate, and then I thought of um, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Fallon, Fallon Rudd. Jimmy Fallon, oh. and Paul Rudd. I got, I got that later on. Yeah. I got that later <laughs> on. Fantastic. But you've got you've got Roxette, must have been love. You've got Robert Palmer. You got Roxette Peter were Satira. massive. Oh, Peter Satira. Rock Roxette were massive. Huge. Massive. For five years, they were the biggest band yeah. on the planet. We're gonna get sad. Dress for success. Dress for <laughs> Something success. Something I'll get the words <laughs> slightly. My words are better. <laughs> but there's Peter Satira. What song is it? Because Peter Satira is like Go West to me. They're very similar. Yeah. So Peter Satira was from Chicago. No, I know. But I know tonight got- it's very clear. Uh, but he's got a he's got a song. <laughs> I've got no idea what song it is. Uh, but you know you got you got obviously Roy Orbison. Yeah. With Pretty Woman, which was his sort of comeback. Really came back into into pop culture. And there's actually a Red Hot Chili Peppers song, Show Me Your Soul, on this I did, I noticed that in this viewing. I was like, that's the Red Hot yeah. Chili Peppers. Yeah. Yeah. Would have yeah. been off um, Mother's Milk, maybe. Freaky Styling, yeah. one of those albums. Yeah. Yeah. One of them. But I, I'm going to throw it out there and say it's, it's neck and neck for if the soundtrack's better than the movie. It's, it's not a fucking good soundtrack. Yeah. That's a really awesome soundtrack. But, yeah. but, but you know what? They like mid to late 80s, early 90s, the soundtracks were incredible. Like Cocktail, the movie Cocktail has My an Ruben, unbelievable soundtrack. Jamaica. <laughs> don't, don't forget that, that Tom Jones was in this movie too. Was he? Isn't that, isn't, well, the song, isn't that the one she sings in the bar? No, nah, yeah, that's Prince. Yeah, it is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, oh, no, it's Prince. It's, no, it's, Prince. Not, it's, it's the Prince, Prince version. It's Prince, yes, 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 it's the yes. Prince version. Yeah. Okay. Now we'll move into the categories. The good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm going to start with Gao today with good. What do you got, mate? I think Julia Roberts' performance in this is really good. For, for a young actress, as we said earlier, breakout role. Uh, yeah, she she was up and coming and really hits her straps in this movie. I thought she was fantastic. I thought they both worked really well together. I, I kind of bought the chemistry between she, them. She's so genuine in this yeah. movie. Like you, she, very all her reactions mm. seem incredibly genuine. Like the necklace scene. Well, where think, she loses it, like. But I think he did that. That was a, that was an outtake, or a, yeah, but, you know, they did that on purpose, right? Maybe, and they left but, it in there. But that was her. Like yeah. everything she did, just seemed to be. It was yeah. like you were just. It was a documentary. You were filming real reactions. Yeah, she, yeah, was, yeah. she was incredible. No, she was she was great. And I think there was a story there that um, Richard Gere was going to actually pass on the movie. Yeah. And then she sent him a note and said, "Please do the movie." Please sign. But uh, yeah, look, um, I think she's great. I think they both work really well together in this movie, and that's that's kind of what makes it. I think that everyone loves is that. They're very believable. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Dan? What do you got? Yeah, same. I had Star Turn by Julia Roberts. I mean, it's a pretty suspect role that could have been handled poorly by someone without her gravitas. Like, uh, yeah, she's she's just a movie star ready to be unleashed. And, and kudos to the producers as well for they. It's of whilst the budget wasn't massive, they put a lot of faith in Richard Gere coming off some absolute stinkers and, and being pretty much. Stone Cold, as far as uh, his career at the time, and then Julia Roberts was uh, not an unknown, but certainly hadn't carried a movie herself. But yeah, she just goes kaboom. Um, yeah, she's by far the, the best bit about this movie. Yeah, there's no doubt. I, you know, she's incredible. Like, I, you, you just you're mesmerised by her performance. She's that good. She, it, it just comes across as just 
just genuine. Yeah. And it, it's hard not to sort of fall into that with her. I've got the soundtrack. No, there you and go. The soundtrack is out now, good. But I think the only thing that beats the soundtrack is the Jimmy Fallon and Paul Rudd takeoff of Wishful Wishful yeah. Thinking. People, go look it up. No, 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 don't look it up. It's in the show notes. Oh, so I have a link. Don't the, look it up. Go to, to the show notes. Go to the show notes. There's a link there. Click on that. It'll be four minutes and 34 seconds of your life that you will thoroughly enjoy. It is one of the best things ever. Morg, can you get that up on the MySpace page too? I can. I'll get it up there. Yeah. Excellent. Thanks, Excellent. Oh, and Morg's mentioned it earlier. I've got Hector Elizondo. Yeah, really good. He is so good in this role because at the start, you think that he could very easily have been a villain. Hmm. But he sort of has her back, can see that she's actually this beautiful person. Yeah. And just... He he's really happy for her and sort of he's on her side the whole time. Whereas in most movies, the hotel manager would be the villain in that sort of scenario. So I really liked that. I thought that was sort of flipping that on its head a bit. Even yeah. after Richard Gere just brushes him, he goes, "Who are you? I'm Bernard Thompson, the ma- yeah, the the manager." Yeah, and, and, and then and just, actually, he walks off. And actually, the quote the quote that sort of signifies it for me is is at the end when uh, he says. To uh, Edward, he goes. It must be difficult to let something, uh, something so beautiful go, or so whatever he says when he's got the necklace, the necklace yeah. and he's ultimately just saying you fucked up. Yeah. And so, just really, really good. Like, well, really well good. written. I also so. think that really well written. Like, mm. it's it's amazing. It's really clever. And I also think that for a rom com, it's actually pretty slick. This movie. There's not a lot of fat on this movie. No. Like it's 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 set piece to set piece. It's there's action all the time. You don't sit there and go, I wasn't bored at all for a two-hour movie. No, no, it, go, yeah. it flows really well, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah I, was, I was quite surprised it went really quickly. Whereas most, you know, most, yeah. because most rom-coms, there's 15 to 20 minutes where yeah. you're like, oh, come on. Yeah. I don't think there was there was none of that. Okay, uh, what about bad? We'll start with you, uh, Morgs. What do you got? It's a pretty glorified view of sex work uh, in the cinema. It's very, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, obviously... I'm not sure who this movie's for and I'll I'll come back to it. But when they were kicking this around, and I know that there were some changes from the original uh, script, but, yeah, like the, I mean, this is Disney. I, I, like I didn't watch it with my kids because I wasn't sure how to explain what the role was. And well, what, her, what she was. What that's she was. it, yeah. yeah. Like, and yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I mean, sex workers have been portrayed in cinema and probably a little bit more gritty and realistic. Like if you think of Living in Las Vegas, Recommend for a Dream, Taxi Driver, Midnight Cowboy. I mean, there's there's definitely uh, a, a far less glamorous. Take you've got you've gone one. You've gone to the other end of the spectrum. I have, but I don't. I don't think there's anything in between. Like this is obviously. No, nah, you're right. No, that's an excellent very right. very very far fetched. So it's not. I mean, not one minute of her story brings true at all. But uh, it's it's enjoyable as a love story. But if you uh, are willing to forego reality and, and think that this is a plausible uh, scenario. So, yeah, I, and the other one was uh, Jason Alexander's uh, assault wow. in, the, in the hotel room. That one, I'd forgotten all about that. That's how long I haven't seen it yep. before. And, uh, yeah, that was – I mean, I just can't see that in a movie these days, especially a Disney movie these days. Would, yeah. uh, it's just not Yeah, done. it was pretty it was, bad. Oh, it was, it was awful. Well, I've, got, I've, I've got that in Ugly. Yeah. Uh, but I've got Jason Alexander in Bad as well. I had him yeah. for my Bad. Yeah, because and, – and just the polo scene as well where he's just – where. He figures out that she's a. Well, he gets well, told. He, he gets told she's a. So he's straight and over he's to straight her. Straight over there. And I'm like, mate, he's your mate. Yeah. Like, 
weight. And, and your wife's just there too. Yeah. And he's just gone straight over. And his wife was a good, Amy Yazbek, she's a good sort. But he's obviously making that point. But look, I, the thing, I had him for my bad because that is the worst character yeah. in the movie. Yeah. But the fact that Jason Alexander can go from being such a lovable rascal like crazy lunatic in Seinfeld. in Seinfeld and then go to this just shows how good an actor he is. Like, cause he's so believable. He's, he's so a, believable. He's so bad. He just wants to cut them down. He wants the money. He yeah. wants like, he you know, gives it to her. Like it's, he's just, uh, he just plays that role really well. Well, he's just so used to taking what he wants because he's been able to yeah. because of Richard Gere, right? Because yes. of Edward, right? So he just thinks, well, I want it. I'm just going to take it. Yeah. Like it's like a business. It's like a company. Well, that's, that's how he views it straight away. Yeah. I found I found Richard Gere might have been a little too aloof, like just a little too. I don't know. I found him at the start. He obviously melts as the movie goes on, and you sort of find out why. But he's a bit too tortured for no reason. Like you, there's no reason for you to be so miserable. But it's sort of just saying that your money isn't everything, I guess. But well, I think it's because he said in the movie his dad died the yeah. month before, so he's obviously looking for companionship yeah. or something because he doesn't just pick her up off the street, right? Yeah. He takes her to the hotel and wants, wants her to hang around for the week. So he's got someone, I guess, yeah, to, for sure. to, to hang around with. Yeah. He's a bit aloof and he comes to the movie, but he's got a few one-liners. He's a bit cold in the middle there. A couple he's of his one-liners are like he's cutting. Cold. Yeah, he's yeah. cold. He's a, he's a pure businessman. Yeah. Look, if there was any doubt that this is a Cinderella story, the ending, which is as corny as can be, the prince rides in on his white stallion and the trumpets are playing the, the, the opera as he saves the princess from the window. It was just, I found that to be a little corny. Oh, it was very, and I, but I guess it harks back to the story when she said, you know, the fairy tale, she had that fairy tale when yeah. she was a kid. So yeah. that's, I get you know, that. But it ties was, in, but it is very corny. It's like, mate, come on. And he has to make his way up the, up the fire yeah, escape. Yeah. It's like, you know, she's uh what's the one from Tangled? Rapunzel. Yes. Yes. Okay. What about ugly? You got anything for ugly? Uh, for me, we've covered it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the ugly is is that whole scene. Yeah, the and, penthouse and the scene is hard yeah. to watch. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. So I think we all agreed that, uh, that that that's the ugly bit. All right. Well, that was pretty quick. Um, and you know, good segue here as we move into Morgz's quick fire. Yes, fellow F wits. Uh, really quick for quick fire. This is where we go through a couple of categories and uh, quickly provide our thoughts. We start off with. A scene from the movie, a la That's Not a Knife in Crocodile Dundee that maybe has passed over into popular culture. Uh, gents, I like, as my wife quoted the shit, I could quote the entire movie verbatim. So I'm probably not the right one to answer this. But did you guys, was there anything you picked up that you you think carries on to this day that uh, has come oh, to I, th- well? I, th- I think that there's, I think there's some movies that you can, you know what they are from maybe one scene. And I think the necklace scene is the mo- is the thing that I remember mm. the most from this from this movie where that as well and her hair like mm. <laughs> just her hair like that they're the two things I think that have probably I think the scene where uh, where she she loses control of the snail when she flicks the snail yeah, and funny. he catches it that's and funny. she goes slippery little suckers yeah I think that has sort of borne on a lot you hear a lot of people saying that yeah saying that um, yeah. That that little saying over time. I think, I think it it's a, a I think it was a rite of passage for all young women to watch this movie. Whereas as Mork said earlier, that we watching quoting Die Hard, they're quoting Pretty Woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's next, mate? Good one. Hey, Derek Spreckency Dick from Step Brothers for the biggest uh, douchebag character in the film. 
Um, I mean, Jason Alexander is the standout. Anyone else that uh, that's really uh, no? Well, you could you could you could actually rename the category to Philip Stuckey. Yeah, the Philip Stuckey Award. He is completely evil. You really could. So, yeah, he's shit. Uh, yeah, but as you said, just a just a brilliant turn by Jason Alexander because not his normal fare, and uh, yeah, I th- yeah, he was excellent in the part. So, yeah. uh, so I've renamed this last one uh, in uh, after our Caddyshack episode. Instead of Jennifer Jason Lee in backdraft, <laughs> it will um, here now be called the entire cast of Caddyshack for the <laughs> actors that think they're in a different movie to everyone nice. else. Uh, so is there anyone in this movie that you felt was probably uh, didn't really get the memo? I don't think so. I think everyone played their role quite well. Yep. I think Ralph Bellamy's nep- oh, nephew, grandson. He, he, yeah, grandson. he's a bit of a dick. He's a little bit of a dick, but not really needed. I mean, didn't add that much. He went to the dinner. It was know, only the really – was He wasn't really was much a, in it, but – He was a one sort of – act set up for when she talks to him at the polo match. I reckon that's yeah, the only reason yeah. he was in the film. So that, that, that yeah. scene and, and Richard Gere could get a bit jealous. But yeah, I, I agree. I think it was everyone was uh, singing from the same hymn sheet in this particular film. So no, yeah. none of the Caddyshack excesses. <laughs> um, Ripley running for a particularly <laughs> poor show of athletic prowess a la Ripley Sigourney Weaver in Aliens. Uh, I had Richard Gere's punch on Jason Alexander at the end. Yeah. Uh, it was fairly Hollywood and uh, his little mitts looked a bit sore at the end, but nothing really else that uh, there was. I've got, I've got one. I've got yeah. one, but it's a behind the scenes. I got, I got his effort trying to get up the fire the escape fire again. Escape. <laughs> Terrible. Like I know yeah. you've got a fear of heights, mate, yeah. but come on. You're on the first level. Yeah. You're backed against the wall. Yeah. 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 I've got uh, the, the, the snail catching waiter. Apparently that took like, yeah, Multiple, multiple, multiple takes for him to catch the snail. Oh, and Gary Marshall was throwing the snail at him and he just kept dropping it and going, happens all the time. Well, you can't catch it, mate. So it doesn't <laughs> happen all the time. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, yeah. Robot sentries, again, from the magnificent Aliens film for a scene in a director's cut that you'd, you'd like to have seen in this movie to give, uh, give us a bit more background. Uh, I thought maybe a little bit about the pimp or the or whoever the fuck Carlos was that Carlos, they talked, yeah. yeah they talked about. I didn't get a, a good sense of what they were fearful of or or what the, what the challenge was for. Well, for there's no Vivian. there's no reason for her to. Well, there is obviously she's a hooker, but there's there's no sense of urgency for her to get out. No, she's you know what I mean. Like you, it's just like well, she was making freight. Yeah, yeah, she's smart yeah. girl. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't. She's probably, not kissing the lips. No, like it's, she's got her rules. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Yep. Um, and but then, again, not. I don't think it's required. I don't think it's required. No, no, it's, absolutely. The movie's, no, it's just the again, movie still flows great without it. You've just got to suspend um, your, your, your disbelief at that particular <laughs> yes. setup. But no, I, I, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. Um, not well, not. look, look, Vivian, Vivian, and Sally Ann Huckstep have a definite, different uh, thought process on the uh, adult, you know, entertainment world. That's Kid, it. Delu- Kid was that's stealing it. a cash. Kit was stealing all the cash yeah. off her best mate. Yeah, yeah need to go to the dentist. Shit. She needed all the money for the dentist. Uh, she was out with Carlos. She was partying with Carlos. She was on the she was on the bags. She was on the bags with Carlos. She was writing kick-ass credit songs. <laughs> that does help. Uh, finally, <laughs> last one. Why is Brad Pitt for the actor in the movie that you would have liked to have a bit of DBL with? Uh, what 
what if if we if we take Julia Roberts out of contention? Anyone else that uh, that that springs to mind? I, uh, Jason Alexander's wife's a good sort. Amy Yazbek. Yes. She's she's a nice looking lady. But you know, Richard Gere's a good looking rooster. He's, and he's, he's adventurous. A, he's a handsome. And he's guy. adventurous. Yeah. He's adventurous. All right. <laughs> he's uh, he's down for anything. So uh, yeah, yeah. I, look, I think good choice. Um, that's it. Quick fire. Well played. Nice. We're just rolling through. Whitey, Whitey, you've got to hit us with your one degree. We didn't get to one degree. Yeah, we're going to need a one degree. It's coming. Oh, oh it's okay. coming. It's right coming. On. We'll do it after. We'll do it now then, Gal. Now that you're very edgy with uh, with one degree. Now, one degree of Kurt Russell. Hector Elizondo had an uncredited role in Overboard, Overboard. Oh, as yes, the garbage yes, yes. scow skipper. Okay, yeah. Uh, there we go. One degree of Kurt. I think there's only been one or two movies that there's not been a one degree. No, there's plenty there's of one degrees of Quigley. Yeah, Quigley. Quigley, Quigley gets down under. under. What it's a masterpiece. Not many one degrees. Okay. Just, just quietly, Quigley was the number 56 movie of that year. Wow. Number 56 came in with $21.5 million. Wow. That's amazing. I wonder what they paid Selleck. No idea. Three men and a lady, three men and a baby. That he, he did. He would have made some freight out of that, I reckon. So he did. Because I, I was just thinking he didn't really make a, a changeover into uh, the movies from, from TV. But, yeah, I reckon Three Men and a Little no. Lady. Well, Three Men and a Little Lady baby. came out in 1990. Yeah. yeah. Three yeah. Men and a Little the, – the follow-up came out this year. Well, he's in those uh, – what are the movies? Goobs is huge on them. Uh, the, the one where he plays the police, the police, the copper. Magnum. Oh. I don't know. It's They're late. They're late. Blue they're Bloods. Blue Bloods. No, oh, they're, they're, yeah, he's yeah. in Blue Bloods, but there's another yeah. one where he plays the – the copper and there's like their TV movies. It's actually they're actually pretty good. Oh. Wears this big, um, this big sort of hat, cap, and drinks a cappuccino for the whole movie. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll think about it. That'll come okay. to me as well. Right. Uh, okay. Well, what is that? Listen to this, and we'll start with G because this is his favourite segment. What do you got, mate? I'll tell you what. We've we've probably covered most. Oh, no, sorry, sorry. Listen to this. Yeah, we covered most of them, but we covered Richard Gere playing the piano. Another good one here is the opera that Richard Gere takes Julia Roberts to is called La Traviata, and it is actually about a prostitute who falls in love with a wealthy man. Uh, there you go. Clever. There he knew go. what he was doing. He did. And he said to her, he said to her, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll get it. You'll understand it. Um, yeah, so that was the other one I had apart from the other ones we've already talked about. Yeah. So what about in the bathtub scene where she's singing? I had to put so much bubble in the bath that it actually took the dye out of her hair. Yeah. <laughs> and I had to re-dye her hair that wow. night for filming the next day. Yeah. So funny. So the the, the necklace, is, it was actually a $250,000 necklace that there was actually an armed guard on the set that followed her around. Two hundred fifty k in 1990. Yeah, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Whack. Yeah. How old do you reckon Richard Gere was in this movie? Morgs? I know. I know uh, you do. 45? How old do you reckon he is? 45? I don't know. How, how old do you reckon Ooh. she is? How old do you reckon she oh, is? I know. 25? Okay. Well, Close he was Morgs. 40 and she was yeah. 22. Ooh. So it's an 18 year difference. It's a bit creepy, yeah. to be honest. It is. Obviously, they're not playing the yeah, roles, not. but it, it, is a, it is a big difference. Yeah. It's sure. almost double her age. So what about the joke that the crew played on Julia Roberts in that Prince scene where she went underneath the water and she was singing and the whole uh, the whole cast and crew left and just left and she came up and there was no one left in front of her, <laughs> not even the cameraman. How yeah, good. Yeah. They'd already got the shot, so they just moved on. Yeah. Funny. Nice. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, I think that's about it. You mentioned oh, about I've Ralph got, Bellamy. I've got, yep. I've got one, and it, it makes it, it makes more sense because I've been perplexed about who the fuck this movie was for, really, when they were sitting around kicking around the writer's room. Because uh, the original script was way, way darker than the final film. And, and it, I learnt a bit more about that. It started to make complete sense. So they were going... The, 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 basically, the climax of the original script was Richard Gere kicking Vivian out of the car and, and basically giving her her three grand and saying, on your bike, thanks for the week. Don't let your ass hit the door on the way out. And uh, it was it was a lot, um, and she was a drug addict in the original script and it was certainly a bit grittier and I guess probably where the original sex worker and, and business kingpin idea came to mind because it doesn't naturally segue into a Disney movie from um, from a, hey, I've had this idea yeah. about a hooker and a, and a business guy. So the more, the more I learned about that, the more it made um, it made sense. And it was J.F. Lawton was the the, uh, the screenwriter. And it was just a, a, a lot less fairy tale than what was what was cut together. And well, Diane lot, Lane was up for that role. Yeah, that's Diane right. Diane Lane yeah. was, to, was up for that role, yeah. So she but here's filthy. the thing, right? Like, yeah. Sorry, but they've, they've Disney have turned this into a rom-com and made – Hundreds of millions of dollars out of it. So someone yeah. there is really smart and going, you know, well, that's oh, really dark. Sure. Let's turn it into this and we're going to make a mozza. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it was still a big leap of faith. I think that the, the source yeah. material yep. was definitely strange for a, for a Disney movie. But mm. yeah, absolutely. You're right. Yeah. Kudos to the uh, whoever I, the suits were. They've, uh, they've absolutely crushed it. Well, that would, that would explain and go to the reason why they didn't go too much into her sex working at the start. You know, they mm. kind of touch on it a little bit and then they move on pretty quick. Yeah. So she's not not in that sort of. Bad Although they area. mention the word hooker about fifty five times during the movie, they do. One last bit. I was talking to a friend of the pod who will remain nameless, and there's a scene where he first meets, uh, where she first meets Richard Gere, and she pulls out a whole heap of things from her pocket and fans them out. And there's a red one and a green one and a blue one and a gold one, and he just wasn't sure what they wore. And I said, "Oh, they're, they're frangers." <laughs> Funny. Do you know that that's not even Julia Roberts in the poster? Her head superimposed on a model's body. Well, they use a double yes. for her body at the start. Yeah. Yes, yeah. she's doubled quite a bit. I mean, which is strange because yeah. she seems to be very well put together, Julia Roberts. So, uh, yeah. well, did you see the did you see the nip slip in the movie there towards the end, the last no, six scene? Did not. The did not. There's a little nip slip there from Julia ah. that they couldn't uh, they couldn't change. Go back. I needed to get onto Flesh could, of the Stars. Okay. Could be, be, be could be usable. I'll be back. It could be usable. <laughs> if you pause it at the right time. Uh, uh, okay. That's this into this. We've done one degree. Now we'll move into the quotables. Now there's not, I'd say, a heap of quotes. No. But I've got I've got a couple. Uh, Dan probably doesn't have any. I did. My, I was yeah. amazed. I sat there with Sam all night and she she could literally recite the whole thing. So I, there, I had quite a few chuckles. There was some, some good writing in it, but no, nothing that really jumped out at me. Yeah. What about you, Gal? I've got a couple here. Um, Vivian, they're all obviously Vivian and, and Edward talking, yeah. but Vivian saying to Edward, I would have stayed for 2000 The best. And he said, I would have paid four. Yeah, it's the best. And walks off while he's on the phone. I love it. The other one is Vivian saying to him, that would make you a lawyer. A lawyer? Mm-hmm. Makes you think I'm a lawyer. You got that uh, sharp, useless look about you. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. I got, I got, what about uh, uh, when Vivian's down in the bar and Eddie turns up? She goes, You're late. He goes, You're stunning. And she goes, You're forgiven. <laughs> smooth, Eddie. Smooth. I also, I got one now uh, where Vivian is talking to Bridget when, uh, when Hector sent her on to Bridget to give her all the clothes. She's walking off and she goes, Bridge, 
he's not really my uncle. They never are, dear. <laughs> <laughs> what about how bitchy those moles were in the dress yeah, shop? Yeah, they were horrible. Wow. Horrible. What about, um, can I call you Eddie? Not if you expect me to answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Another thing, I reckon, I reckon Richard Gear looks a little bit like Mark Morgan. I reckon he's got some Mark Morgan qualities about him. Just, I just think it's the hair. Flowing, yeah, flowing do. Yeah, 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 Film school for F-Wits. Yes, uh, fellow F-Wits. This week I thought I'd, uh, in, in light of us taking on our first rom-com and some of you may be coming kicking and screaming to uh, to join with us and, and watch it, but others are absolutely embracing it. I thought I'd look actually look at five rom-coms for men that uh, you, you can get some kudos with your wife or partner that uh, that don't suck like a J-Lo movie. And, uh, yes, I'm looking at you fucking made in Manhattan. So there are actually <laughs> some rom-coms out there that, that are worth a look. And many of them we've spoken about on the pod before and, and we probably haven't thought of them as a rom-com at the time, but I, I think they fit into the paradigm for sure of rom-com. The first one is Silver Linings Playbook. And I know it's a favourite of Whitey's. So uh, it was originally, originally set to star Vince Vaughn in Bradley Cooper's role, which I don't think would have worked. I, I can't see him and Jennifer Lawrence having the same chemistry that uh, that Bradley and her do it. But what a great film. Obviously, a, um, a, a big turn out for Jackie Weaver as well, Robert De Niro, really good cast. Great film. The Eagles are looking good this year, I think. Plims is carrying on about Chris it Rock. on the line. Mm. Yeah. It, what's Chris his Rock. name? Not Chris Rock. Is it Chris Rock? No. It's not, not Chris, Chris Rock. Rock. Who's, the, who's, the, um, who's the guy that's the oh, – what's his name? He's in um, Rush Hour. Oh, Chris oh Chris yes, Chris yeah, Tucker. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, He's great as well. But, yeah, brilliant. Like, really, really good flick, but at its heart, a rom-com. It's, uh, so I, I think that if you haven't seen that, fellow f go and check it out. Next one, Groundhog Day. So you you forget that this is such a, a brilliant film and an, an amazing shoot, and I know Bill Murray fucking hated it because it was it must have been an absolute punish to film. But at its uh, at its core, I'd, I'd say it's a rom-com. So... Obviously, um, you remember more the uh, elaborate setups of Bill Murray living his life over and over and over again, a la Groundhog Day. But in the end, uh, he's really doing it all to try and uh, to, to try and get into Andy McDowell's pants. So I think that if uh, you're looking to score a few points with the Misso, then uh, that could be worth a, worth a visit as a rom com. Uh, another one. Uh, Jerry Maguire. So hard to call it anything but a rom com. So although we've uh, it's a movie we've all enjoyed, but the three of us especially we've loved it for for many years. And I think personally, it's one of one of Cruz's best films for me. But it's uh, again just a just a rom com at heart. And uh, between Cuba Gooding Jr. and and Tom Cruise, you get uh, a, a view into I guess Cruz's character's uh, arc as uh, probably. A little bit, a uh, little bit lost in love, and a little bit shit at it, and then uh, finally at the end realizes how good he's got it, and then whereas Cooper Gooding Jr. just professes his love all the way through, so you get that nice contrast between the two characters. But again, you could sneak it in as a rom com and uh, and and put it on on Friday night and uh, and and get some points at home. 
Um, this one I would encourage you to go and check out if you haven't seen it. I think Whitey mentioned it a few weeks back. That's called 500 Days of Summer. So it's uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Zoe Deschanel. So it's a bit more of a modern take on the rom-com. It's actually pretty sad how it plays out, but it's really, it's a non-linear fashion that it's shot in. So it's uh, the scenes are all over the shop. You sort of cut from fast forward and uh, and into the rearview mirror and, and it comes together the 500 days of this particular relationship. So whilst there's a, a uh, it, it certainly doesn't end up how they would have liked it if it was a Disney style, it, it's definitely a romantic movie at heart. I think really interesting how it was shot and definitely one that dudes can watch and uh, and enjoy, or any people that love rom-coms. I, I don't mean to say that men don't particularly enjoy rom-coms, but if it hasn't been your cup of tea in the past and like the three of us, you've you've gravitated more towards the diehard skew of movies, then uh, definitely worth a look. But my final one was uh, actually thought back to when we were tackers in a film that I actually secretly enjoyed and uh, definitely a romantic comedy, but a bit of a teen comedy, romantic comedy, but it was uh, Patrick Dempsey and Amanda Peterson in a story about a nerd <laughs> at high school in Tucson, Arizona, who gives a cheerleader oh a thousand God. bucks to pretend to be his girlfriend for a month. So the movie's called Can't Buy Me Love. I don't know why. Can't buy me love. I don't know why I fucking love this movie, but I really enjoyed it. I haven't seen it in a long, long time, but I was thinking if someone held a gun at my head and said, you're going to watch a rom-com tonight, then I'd probably choose this one. So do you guys remember watching that when we were kids? Yes. Yes, yep. definitely. I think you'd be disappointed, Dan. Yeah, I, I, I haven't I seen it in a long time, yeah. but it definitely heightened nostalgia. I uh, I, I thought that that yeah. was one that if I, I remember uh, thinking it was awesome at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So again, have it. Have she it was a great sort. That really that, good that, sir. Yeah, but it didn't go on really to much else, Amanda Peterson. But Patrick she's, Dempsey. She's passed away. R.I.P. Patrick Dempsey back. went from like obviously nerd to McDreamy in in Grey's yeah. Anatomy as well. So I had a nice turnaround. He was I think he was he was about 20 and married to a 58 year old as well about the time. So he was a bit of a rare cat, but uh it yeah. came good in the end. Um so yeah anyway, check, check it out or don't 1987 American team rom coms. But yeah the five of those notable other mentions of ones that I've enjoyed more recently are Crazy Stupid Love with the Gosling and Steve Carroll, Steve Carell even. Really funny, really enjoyable, but again, just a really a rom com. Get him to the Greek, probably a little bit harder <laughs> to class as a rom com, but uh, definitely yeah. Jonah Hill's character does uh, have a bit of a, an arc where he comes to realise how much he, he digs his girlfriend after cutting absolute sick on the bags with uh, with, with Aldo Alton. I can't remember the name. And and last but not least, again, kicking back to our youth. But um, Heath Ledger, rest in peace in 10 Things I Hate About You. Again, one that I remember fondly back from when I was a tacker sneaking a view at and thinking that was pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, there we go. So that's my softer side. Um, you can all get fucked. And there's five rom-coms and a couple of other special <laughs> Mate, notables. What about what about The Bodyguard? Frank Farmer. Cracker. Really? Rom-com. Mate, she, I, I, she sings in it. I'll tell you it's what, great. Um, our, I couldn't. Our, I couldn't watch mate, that again, though. Like I, I would not go out of my way to watch the Bodyguard. Our mate from across the ditch, Old Strangles, who oh, yeah. I ca- actually caught up with this week. Yeah, uh, had a had a barn me role at uh, Miami Hot Bread, and uh, he's over for a few days. He'd be turning in his uh, in his long white cloud, hearing you say the Bodyguard. He hates it. Yeah, we've mentioned it a few times on the yeah. podcast, and I I'm get with, abused I'm every with, time. I'm a really hates it, but yeah. one thing he does like, which is an eye into his soul, is that he actually really enjoys the, the Dan's movie recommendations. So he's watched Candy, he 
He's watched some of the darker snow towns, oh, some of the things we've spoken work, about. Strangles. He, good work. So you, you might need to throw him a bone at some stage today. Mate, I've got uh, a make sure you I've got a new category for the end of the pod, and it's just for you. I'm looking forward to so, it. Okay. Yeah, good one. Okay. I've got I've got one. I, I, I one that I really, really, really like, uh, which is a semi recent one from the twenty tens. It's got Rachel McAdams in it, who I have a massive crush on. Yeah, good sort. And it's called Morning Glory, where she plays the producer of the morning yep. show. And it's got Harrison Ford. It's got it's got a great cast in it actually, and it is freaking really funny. It's a it's a bit of a guilty pleasure of mine. I, I watch it more than I'd like M- to. Tell Morning you. Glory is a guilty pleasure of yours. What's who'd have known? Yeah, it's a it's it's more of an annoyance for Megan. It's a guilty <laughs> pleasure of mine, and it's an annoyance for Megan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, there we go. Anything, Gal? You want to add anything about rom coms other than Bodyguard? You no, would have and look, Gal, 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 Gal. You would have been forced to sit through. A fucking yeah. plethora of rom coms. So yeah. lay it on us. What is the least shit Give of us the one. ones that you've been forced to watch in your married life? I couldn't. I don't know off the top of my head. That, that's putting me on the spot. I can't think of any rom coms. What rom coms are out there? I've seen yeah, heaps of them. Fair but enough. Yeah. Seen as many as everyone else has. Yeah, no doubt. We've yeah. all we've all had to watch them. Right. Well, we don't want to get gout. We don't want to rock gout too much because he's, as we speak, stepping up onto the podium for Stan Bush, kick ass credit song. Now, Gao, walk us through the song, tell us what it is, and just belt it out. All right. Well, here we go. Look, it, it's pretty self-explanatory. The song's called What a Difference a Week Makes. Oh, nice. Is it an original composition? What do you mean? Uh, well, okay. Let me just roll it. I'll rock it at me and let's find out. So of course it's original. Okay. Just throwing it out there. Like all my stuff. Um, here we go. What a Difference a Week Makes. Vivian Ward was an L.A. hooker getting ripped off by a mate. Kit DeLuca till Fast Eddie Lewis ended the fray. American gigolo by night, corporate raider by day. It's three grand for the week. She made it quite clear, dropping jaws everywhere in the Beverly Wiltshire. But Rodeo Drive treats her just like a jondo, except for the best mate. It's Hector Elizondo. Treats <laughs> it just like a jondo? What the fuck's a jondo? <laughs> This is your best yet, gal. Keep going. In the space of one week, it's a full love affair. No more Las Palmas Hotel because she's a zillionaire. Could have been working for Carlos, the sleazy pimp fuck. No, the other one, not who's mates with Pop Clark. (laughs) What a difference a week makes. No longer a pro. The sleazy Phil Stucky cracking on at the polo. What a difference a week makes. The full fairy tale. No longer on the clock. No longer for sale. What a difference a week makes. Oh, my God. No wonder, no longer on the clock, no longer for sale. Oh. Gal, Ga- that's your masterpiece. <laughs> oh, no, I'm What's a go, John Doe? I'm going to go for A John Doe, like a dead person. Oh, they John, treat oh, like a John Doe. Doe. A John Doe, right. right. It was the phrasing yeah. that fucked us. Now, I'm going to say yeah, yeah. that between the two of you, I think we have the perfect combination. I think, Gal, you're Bernie fucking Torpen and Whitey <laughs> is Elton John. And I think... You could just oh be, you could make a living doing these things. That was oh an incredible God. rendition. Um, the same melody you use every time, which I love. Uh, but well done. Well done. Absolutely. That was a bit, that actually was a bit original, that one. Oh, that, that, was, that was more this, original. Yeah. I could, I could have gone into Vivian Ward was an LA hooker, <laughs> get ripped up by a mate, get to Luca. <laughs> To fast Eddie Lewis, <laughs> edit the free. Yeah, that that I'm sorry, 
That's your masterpiece. Yeah, well I keep saying that every week. You are oh, upping the game. Again, and after I that, question the amount of time put into that. I don't think it was quite. I actually duration. reckon that was short. Morks, I promise you. Yeah. I wrote I wrote the first the first verse and the second and the second half of the second verse. Or so the first half of the second verse in about ten minutes. Well done. Yeah, and then I didn't right. have a hook. And then I spent about twenty minutes flicking it around, 20, 25 minutes, because I didn't I didn't have a hook. And yeah. then I was like, what a difference a week makes. And I was like, oh, then the rest of it yeah, came out after slice, that. Yeah, but, um, well done. It, it wasn't that long, I promise you. Well done. Well done. It wasn't, okay. it wasn't 10 minutes. Well done. Okay, so we've gone we've gone from the star of the podcast now, and we're going to slide into the star of the show. We're going to start with you up on the land, Dan. Who's your star of the show? Uh, it's we, It was in my our good. I think we all agree. This is Julia Roberts' movie. This is This is what makes her... This is what the producers in Hollywood saw and went on to make two billion dollars off uh, off her name and in her films. So yeah, just just the a star is born, uh, a Hollywood movie star is born in this movie, and uh, she is by far the biggest thing about this. Yeah, I, I can't disagree. She's my star of the show. It's pretty easy. I really liked Hector Elizondo though. I thought same, he was, same. for such a small role, I think he made a huge impact in the movie. He's class act. But this is. As you said, an out-and-out star turn from Julie Roberts, and it is obvious that she's going to just take the world by storm. As she does in the next three or four years. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I agree with that. We, we talked about it earlier. We can't go past that. Yeah. All right. Well done. Now, I was actually super surprised at how much I enjoyed watching Pretty Woman. I guess it's it's a bit different watching something that you haven't watched 40 or 50 times to watching something that is still relatively new, and I was left guessing I'd forgotten half the movie, so I actually really enjoyed it, to be honest. And I guess that takes us into the rank bank. Oh, and I've got a few. I've got a, I've got uh, a new, new segment before the rank bank. It's called "If you like this, it. if you like this, what else to watch?" So I okay, think that yeah. yeah. So every week we should go right. If you dug this, these are other films that you should check out. The only problem is I have fuck knows what you if why you'd watch this. What else you'd be into? So maybe let's start this segment next week. But in the meantime, it's got nothing to do with Pretty Woman. But Strangles, go and watch Requiem for a Dream if you haven't. <laughs> because this is, uh, you'll only do it once. And uh, we all had to do it. We all had to sit through it. But it's another depiction of sex work that probably isn't as disney as this one. But uh, it's, a, it's an incredible film anyway. So Jared Leto, one of the Wayans, and uh, Jennifer Connelly in just an incredible uh, against type role that uh it's you know it, you'll watch it once but you'll leave the cinema leave it leave leave your big screen thinking fucking hell what does you tip me into but just an incredible film in its own right <laughs> you can watch that strangles if you want i wouldn't but anyway it's a one watch maybe so let's move into the rank bank i've got a few things to throw up i'd love some feedback as usual i've got uh cinderella stories i've got boring billionaires i've got mouth kisses I've got rapey lawyers and I've got thigh high FMVs. Anything to add? I like them all. I, there was a cocktail at the Tanuki Bar, rest in peace, which I think could have done well. It was called Double Rubber, Double Rubber No Kissing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, anything? No, I'm happy. Happy. You choose. Well, let's go thigh high FMVs. Yeah, I okay. think that's, for the, uh, that's for the good. amazing boots that she wears at the start of the, the movie. So let's move into. The score. So, uh, Dan, how many thigh high FMBs are you going to give Pretty Woman? I was just confused watching this movie. I just uh, it it was massive. It 
made heaps of freight. Chicks absolutely love it. I didn't hate the experience, but I just it was just weird. I just didn't understand how it became a thing, how everyone it was like a men in black type arrangement where we're all hit with the uh, the, the the glow stick and everyone was just the, sort of the, the Borg mentality and went, oh yeah, this is sick. Like it's just fucking weird. So two uh, two thigh high FMVs out of five for me, just because it confuses me. And uh, whilst enjoyable, I will be Marie condoing it for sure. Bye bye. Thank you for the good times. Fair yeah. enough. You go Caddyshack a higher rating. It's harsh. It's harsh. It's harsh, but good. Harsh All right. There. What about you, G Man? Look, apart from Morgs's comments, it's it's a watchable movie. I watched it again as as we talked about earlier. It was fun to watch again. You can I haven't seen it for quite a while, but uh, the time didn't didn't sort of drag in the movie. I wasn't looking at my phone to see how long I had to go. I'm going to give it three thigh-high FMBs. Yeah, okay. Well, that's really good, Gow, because I'm actually giving this three thigh-high FMBs as well. And my reason is is that I actually really enjoyed it, and I think it's better than an average movie. So if 2.5 is average, it's better than an average movie. I was actually considering giving it 3.25, but I think it's probably a three. Which actually, I'm also, could it be better for me for the Goonies? Maybe. I actually was surprised how much I enjoyed this. But Gal, let me just hit the button here and we'll get this changed so you can tell us. It's got to be dead this last. Sits Surely that's dead In the last. rank bank. It's not gonna no, be it's, not, it's not going to be. It's not dead last. Have a look now and tell me where. Pretty Woman ranks on the rank bank. All right. Out of the 35 movies that we have done, this has come in at number 32. So it is 2.67 thigh-high FMBs, right below the Goonies at 2.83 one-eyed willies, <laughs> and <laughs> right above the Golden Child at 2.5 ajunti daggers. So that's, that's yeah, okay. Below the Goonies, below Lost Boys, Caddyshack, Love Actually above it. Yeah, okay. Look. I'm I'm not I think it's about right. For for us, I think that's pretty well rated. Two point six seven. I'd watch Bloodsport again before I'd watch Pretty Woman. I'd watch Pretty Woman before I watch The Golden Child again, though, that's for sure. And the Roadhouse still is holding last place and they have announced during the week Yeah, it's a thing. That the Jake Gyllenhaal and Conor McGregor movies are go ahead. It's a thing. Mm, started green that'll lead. be interesting. It has been greenlit. They've started publicity shots. It's it's going to be heinous. Uh, okay, so what are we watching? Been a big week, Gal. You've been watching anything special you'd like to to tip into the to the to the people? No, I haven't. Oh, you're fucking shit. What Every week, week, what do you do no, with yourself? Every week, you're no, like, no, I do. no, no. What? What do you do? <laughs> I was just trying to think. I was trying to think what I watched this week. How we've been watching in my house. Oh. <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> Did I interrupt your rant? Um, I just want to know what watching, you do with yourself. We've been watching Brooklyn Nine Nine. I'll, I'll get it out sooner. We've been watching Brooklyn Nine Nine a fair bit this week. We're watching a lot of a lot that of was, reruns of that. That was the fucking um, question. The question was, what have you been watching? Yeah, and I said I'm just trying to think. No, you I said no, nah, nothing. No, it's very big week. I'm uh, busy. Didn't say any of those things, Morgs. <laughs> Um, no, I've been watching that. I, would, I was going to watch um, what's the one you talked about last week, Morgs, Mayor of Kingstown. Yes, yeah. I was going to put that on last night, you, but I didn't. I, I didn't give you a chance to put on. Tip us in. I was talking to Flipper I'm, about I'm, this midweek because I said, Flipper, when I see the SWAT cock scenes, I like to think that that was how you were judging executioner. 
back in the day and he <laughs> he giggled. But, uh, yeah, excellent. He yeah, giggled. Man. He goes, yeah, that was me, except I was aiming at the wrong windows. Man <laughs> yeah. of Kingstown is excellent, yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's very uh, yeah, I want to get onto that this week. All right. What about you, Dan? Yeah, Mayor of Kingstown, uh, I think the second episode of season two must be about to drop, so I'll check that out. Last of Us, second episode as well. haven't seen that yet, but ready to get yeah, it I'm out. watching but that tonight. I've been trying out something new again in the the name of Marital Harmony. I uh, had to pick up a a series that uh, my wife and I could enjoy that um, we could actually sit down and enjoy a series. So we've been trying Yellow Jackets. Did you guys ever All watch right. that? Yeah, it's got uh, Juliet Lewis in it, right? It has Juliet Lewis and yeah. Christina Ricci and Melanie Linsky. Sort of like a is it a sci-fi thing? Is it like a futuristic? No, they, it's a, it's a a soccer team from the nineties, girls' high school soccer team that crash a plane in the woods and don't get oh, found for yeah. eighteen months, and then it's flash forward to their lives in in the present day, and there's something's going on when they're there, so we don't know a lot. Yeah. It's, they've it's, eaten each other. It's well, I mean that's what's, that's what's been implied, but we haven't seen that yet. But mm. it's. My own, I, it's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it, um, and it got rated pretty well. But the a problem I have, and it's something we've discussed many times, is it's just the American producers that build these series for Showtime Network or HBO, and they just do too many episodes. It's too fucking slow. Yeah. There's yeah. too much padding. They just need to get those brilliant UK producers that'll do six absolute ball tearing episodes rather than twelve or thirteen middling episodes that just take you forever to get to where you need to be. So that would be my only complaint. But it's uh, oh, it's okay. That... I'll reserve my go and watch it fellow F-wits at this stage, but I'm uh, I'm definitely checking it out to see if I can get grabbed. Yeah, absolutely. And there's one so other. I'll just we... Oh, sorry. One, yeah, go one, for before it. I go. Um, did you ever watch Zero, Zero, Zero? Yes. 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 That was, yeah, because it just popped up the other day and I, I thought, I think I've seen that. And then I, I turned it on. And I was like, oh. I have seen that, but F wits. If you have not seen that, check it out. It's about the uh, a depiction of the global drug trade and all the touch points of it as it as it gets transported across the globe. And it's a really interesting cast and and just a fucking good production and, and worth a look. So go and check that out. It is unreal that show, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, really. I remember good. watching that. Just I was hooked into that show. Yeah, awesome. Very good. Okay, I finished season three of Yellowstone last night, so oh. I'll crack on, which is a very good cliffhanger. Massive shootout, so this stuff is, going on. This is the one I was telling you about. The, the next episode you're about yeah, to Yeah, so on season, awesome. looking forward to season four, yeah. episode one, which we'll probably crack on tonight. But also, I want to watch episode two of The Last of Us, which has been amazing. I don't know if I've spoken, but I finished, end up finishing Andor, which is the Star Wars one about uh, Cassie yeah, what Andor. Yeah, it's got a good rap. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Got a good rap. Really, good rap. really good. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it was, I found it difficult at the start. The first three or four episodes were a little slow. But it definitely picks up, and the last three episodes are standout. They're they're really really good. good so they're great. Uh, looking, but really looking forward to watching the Last of Us episode two tonight, Fine. which is very very good. Uh, okay, that's it for this episode of A Pretty Woman. But we need to talk about next week. And for once, we've all agreed pre-show what we're doing, and we're going to stick with a somewhat female-friendly fire. Everyone told us and told us marriage is hard work. Not for me and Nick. As you all know, my wife, Amy Elliott Dunn, disappeared three days ago. I had nothing to do. A David Fincher-directed thriller, which is actually really, really special, Gone Girl. 
starring Ben Affleck and Rosamund Pike. This is going to be fun. I actually really enjoy this movie. It'd be good to actually look at it from a different perspective and just see how I can cut it up, so to speak. Cut it up like Doogie Howser does. <laughs> yes. Yeah, good. So it should be fun. Pick, uh, looking forward to that. We're trying, okay? Listeners, fellow FWITs, we're trying to <laughs> get out of our lane a bit because they stray out of our comfort zone. That's why you got Pretty Woman, and that's why we're going to try Gone Girls. So get fucked. We're trying. Yeah. <laughs> And on that note, it's been an absolute pleasure spending uh, 90 minutes with my two old mates talking about movies that changed our world and the greater world. So from now, it's see you later. Goodbye, everyone. See you. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be cut out. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Born to Watch. To join us on our journey into some of our favourite movies of all time, you can find us on all good podcast networks like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what you hear, give us a five-star review and share with your friends. 